Welcome to Serially Hooked Star Wars. We're your hookers, Chris and Richard. And today, don't get comfortable. This is not a meeting. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and at seriallyhooked.com where you can get all our latest info. This week has been, uh, yeah, again, so many good shows. And we right now we're just a plenty with great shows. So we have plenty of things coming up. Uh, we'll discuss the uh, new episode of House of the Dragon on, on the beginning of next week. Uh, or like, yeah. Uh, and a new weekly hook in the middle of the week and the next episode on Endo on the weekend. So, you know, three, you, you, get, you get another week of three new serial hook shows. Uh, and with that, we're born in the hole and all we know is climbing over somebody to get out. That's just Littlefinger in Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chaos is a ladder, my friends. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Such a good episode. Um, I mean, do you have any initial thoughts before I go into some hyperbolic, like, loving language? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we have that first? I think this is the best episode, the best hour of Star Wars since Empire. Oh, Wow. Okay. I, I, I fucking loved it. I thought this is apps. Oh, actually, no, hold on. Wait, hold on. There's still Clone Wars. There's still Wars. the end of Clone Wars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we both thought of the same thing there. Yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs> actually, maybe not. Okay. Mm. It was, but it's it's on that level to me. It's the best. It's it's on the level of what the best can Star Wars can provide, or not only Star Wars, but what any television show can provide. And it was full of absolutely everything. And then this is where you kind of see the added value of being in a Star Wars universe because you have the wonder and the uh, of the astrological phenomenon that is the eye. And they kept building it up like for two straight episodes. And even this episode, they're like, oh my God, the eye is coming, the eye is coming. And it actually was gorgeous. It makes me like, this is an episode of television. I just really wish I had a huge TV to watch. And I'm sad that I watched it on my computer screen, but mm-hmm. it was just... Oh, I loved this show so, so, so much, or this episode. And I'm loving the whole show. So in a show that <laughs> I thought where like every episode is getting better, this episode just took it up a whole notch. Yeah, it's honestly like visually incredible. It's so beautiful. Uh, the pacing is great. Um, and I, <laughs> this is not a moment for me, but because it is several moments and I told myself I'm not going to cheat this time. But every time they cut to the uh, Aldani people, you know, they, I was like, oh, wow, wow. This is like getting, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. But no, they're just there to celebrate. And it's just like, oh, the tension is wrapping up. And it's like the inter, it's Star Wars intercutting at its best, honestly. And just, yeah, the uh, the astrological event of the eye is, so gorgeous and oh i i yeah i think at first i was laughing because you said you know it's the best thing since empire but i agree you know it's not like i disagree <laughs> it is it is great it is it's a it's a you know it's a perfect heist it's a perfect star wars heist i love a good heist i love a good star wars heist and that intercut with problems of colonialism is just i mean this that's just Star Wars. 
like the epitome of Star Wars for me. And that was some great visuals, some character moments, some maybe, you know, betrayals and everything. This this episode really has everything. I don't know how to praise this episode properly uh, because it is so good. And I think that's going to lead to less analysis per se. Not like we provide much analysis on a given day, but I think, so when you reference the Aldani cutting back and forth, what's crazy about that cut is that you're right. You're trained as a viewer to be like, something's going to happen with these people. Something's going to go down. What's going to happen? Mm. Like, What's the climactic event from the Aldani side? But in reality, you don't actually get it there, but it serves to build the tension up in such a way that you are just almost sweating watching that scene and just so enthralled by it in a way that you don't really get with other things. And then on top of that, I love how they took it back a little bit. They didn't actually like mm. pay off in a way that you expected. And it just goes to show that the Aldani people get their screen time in this episode, not because they are there to service the end plot or be of uh, you know, collateral damage in a larger battle, but just to represent the Aldani people and their traditions and their like the, the down to earth stuff that's going on in that world. So and and also the representation of what all of the Empire's colonialism on Aldani is doing to the people. So I just found this an absolutely fascinating message about the television show itself. Because what you talked about with the Aldani people can encapsulate what this show is doing so well. Is that it's not, it's doing two things. One is that it's somewhat subverting our expectations in the way that it's building tension and paying off in different ways that we are trained as viewers of television shows, especially Star Wars television, to expect. And two, building out the periphery of the star wars universe in a way that it is actually i think better than almost anything i've ever seen in star wars better than any of the movies mm -hmm. for sure about showing what it's like on the ground for the ever average everyday person and we'll get into some of these people that we saw in this heist that you know spoiler alert most of them lost their lives it <laughs> is like the consequences of these actions or these big politicking games on the everyday people or on the people actually on the ground fighting is such a great subversion of what we know Star Wars to be about or what we know, what we think Star Wars is about, about this Judaic figure, messianic figure of like rich, not rich, uh, pure blooded family going from generation to generation, but we can get mm. into that another day. But um, my last thing that I wanted to say here is if you juxtapose what we saw at the end and end of this episode, Luthen cheering and the sadness on Vel's face or the sadness as like one by one, they each get torn down to smithereens. Another Star Wars property would only have shown us Luthen's side of the story. Luthen and Mon yeah. Mothma's side of the story. This is great that we're getting to spend time with actual people as if it's like an actual war thing. More television show. It's just incredible. So I, I'll pause there because I've been talking for like three straight minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think again, what I meant with colonialism as well. I mean, we, you just uh, you know extended on the Aldani side of things, but I also think they just nail the imperialist side of of things with the empire. 
and how the officials are talking and the language of colonialism is just it it is just perfectly it is could just that could just as well be 19th century britain you know 100% and i think what's even on top of that is my favorite thing about that little aspect of this el- television episode is the general yeah the family that you get the language he uses privately and publicly and what's this show is incredibly every person gets their own little side story it's and not like it comes back in a way it just is what it is these are people living in this world and the colonel not being able to you know wrap the belt around his waist because he's gain, <laughs> gaining weight and you know his his relationship with his family in such a way it's just from top to bottom what an incredible like it, it, yeah and of course as you mentioned the way they speak about the locals and or the natives as they say or yeah. whatever it may be and trying to get out of this rock and this backwards place and all these things that you know are rife with uh, um colonial imperial messaging it's just uh, such a such, i'm just like I'm, I'm in awe honestly mm-hmm the one thing I I just want to like a w- tiny thing that I that rubbed me the wrong way because it is incredibly tropey. How dare you? I know is that of the crew, the first two people who die are the two black guys, which I wasn't inc- gonna say it. <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> yeah. tropey. It's like every fucking horror movie, the one person who dies, the person who dies first is always like the one black person, and it's just like. Oh come on, Star Wars! Really? Like this was the the only thing about this episode that rubbed me the wrong way. So I I, I just couldn't not say it. Um, but um, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise this is perfection. But this was just when that happened. I was like, oh really, really? We still doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah. Apart from that, apart from that, it is a perfect episode. Um, I get what you're saying, but I also somewhat disagree not in the sense that the the two first two people killed were the two black members of the crew that's not what i'm saying but what happens in stereotypical like horror films this is like the joke in horror films it's always a black white guy to die it's a reflection often from from what i understand it's a reflection of that black character being written as stereotypically black in the way that it is like depicted on television and yeah. that's specifically having a consequence leading them to die. So it is because they are black, therefore they died, mm. if that makes sense. In this case, it's just how they happen to be the ones to die. I'm not, you know, I don't want to go too down this road defending <laughs> Tony Gilroy's <laughs> choice here. But I feel like the way that it was depicted in this context, it's just a matter of these these people were casted and these people were the ones written to die. It mm. doesn't seem to me that they're blackness per se had much to to do with them dying if that makes sense but still the effect is the same so i, I get what you mean I, I see the you see your point yeah so let's uh let's get to the, our top four moments for this i mean it was difficult uh to pick specific like scenes so we just branded it moments um so please rashad tell us what's your number four moment of this episode so for me, I think this moment is actually a scene and it's the Nemec and Clem conversation that they have before the heist is going on. Oh, actually, so I thought this was the best scene of the episode or yeah. one of the best scenes until yeah. I came and I was like, holy crap, I was in a trance. But it is obviously this scene, scene showed me that Nemec was going to die. 
clearly. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I love how Nemec kind of incorporates and is learning as he goes along, invest or incorporating new ideas into his manifesto. I love how he questions the role of mercenaries and morality for a rebellion fighting against an impure or an impure empire or an amoral empire. And I love like capital L love Cassian's response where he says that they're not, they don't care enough to learn and that they, they mean nothing to him or that they mean nothing to the empire. And yeah, he, the way, okay. Cassian Andor as depicted by, Diego Luna, when he says to Nemec, do I look thankful to you? Like, oh my god, he looks down yes. at him, and I was just like, I was, I had goosebumps here, and I thought that was one of the best line deliveries I've seen in such a long time. Mm-hmm. It was an absolutely incredible thing, and then of course at the end of the scene when Cassian tells him, you'll sleep when it's done, that's like a foreshadow of death. Yeah. So much. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking back to our discussion last time about, you know, Namek's probably going to die. And I had the same reaction to this. It's like, I think that was the very first scene of this episode. And it was just, oh, uh, you know, I was just so wrapped up in it. And I loved every second of it. But then, yeah, when it, it I was just seeing the, you know, the <laughs> the signs there. It's like, okay, they have this discussion. So this is kind of Namek's send-off. He gets in last shining moment as the philosopher of the group and then obviously the back and forth with cassian that informs his opinion as well but um yeah when as soon as as cassian says you'll sleep when it's done it's like oh yeah you'll sleep a lot in the the future my friend um yeah i loved it as well so your next scene or not scene moment i guess sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) for once i ranked them Um, yes Finally. Yeah, I'm just going to do that now. Um, it, it, um, it almost was chronologically, but uh, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, just just almost. So my, my, my number four is when Vel touches Cinta's hand and tells her, tell me you'll be all right. And Cinta says, I'll be fine. Go. I thought that it was such a touching moment and it wasn't until later that I realized like that you really see what it is it wasn't just a, about okay she kind of stays behind and they don't know if if everything's going to work no she really stays behind as in on the planet while the others leave so that was that was a great bit of that was just a touching moment in and of itself but also I had that moment in that later scene when they have flown away. Everybody watches the eye and you see Cinta just right there with everybody on the planet. And I was like, oh, that's what that was about. Um, And so, yeah, it was just like a small moment, but very touching. I love that pick. And it's reflective of even before when Val is or Vel is hesitant to start the process because not only is she like worried oh, yeah. about the job going wrong, she's worried about, she knows that this ends with her never seeing Vel, and we know mm-hmm. that they're in love at the very least. I mean, maybe not in love, but at the very least they're shagging up. And yeah. they, and she knows she's never going to see her again. And it just, just so many layers and all these things are unspoken. 
-hmm. such a great pick i love that moment that's just incredible thank you for picking that because i'm just like already (laughs) moved just sitting here thinking about it yeah yeah but also that word like thanks for call for call like like recalling that 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 scene on the on the dam when vela's just like she she has like 10 seconds of like i can't this is this is too much i love that as well because that's what I like about Vel as well. She she kind of has this um, tough side, but there are always moments of her doubting herself and doubting the plan and doubting everything and being insecure. And I think that's such a great like you can see she is she is not as like this is kind of probably her first big mission. So there are some things that she is kind of nervous about and that's why i why i think she's very endearing as a character and yeah also her her relationships with Terramin and Cinta i think were very special in that regard like she has a specific rapport with the two of them and yeah you can see it on the dam as well and yeah and then later on obviously and yeah that that's that's the then the other thing right her staying behind is not because something went wrong but because that's part of the plan which is incredible and not not least of all because that means Cinta agreed to this <laughs> uh which just tells you how much she hates the empire uh because she just wants to get this job done with and to you know potentially a big cost to her own life it's as if they have they wrote the backstories of these characters so well. I mean, Cinta, we learned in this episode, her entire family was slaughtered by stormtroopers. And then we also learned yeah. that one of the group's members is also an ex-stormtrooper. Like, these little details of background. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It's very ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> I I just freaking loved it so much. Yeah. I it was, What's crazy to me as I was we were talking in this conversation here, we've only spent two episodes with these characters. Right? <laughs> They have done more character development and like, or not even development, but just character work and just showing you characters, but uh, like char- the character of the characters, if you will, uh, in two episodes more than some shows do in two seasons. Or their entire runs. Yeah. It's just such a great show. Um, I love this episode so much. My next moment here is... The moment where Nemec gets crushed by the, <laughs> the gold or the yeah. currency or whatever it is, the credits. I just like, I like, I don't know what my body did when I saw that moment. <laughs> I just like entirely had a spasm when I saw it. I was just like, yeah. oh no, Same. what a way to die. Or like, I immediately thought he's going to, I thought he was dead initially. And yeah. then I had thought, oh no, he's going to be paralyzed. And then they like flipped it around on you again and he was dead. But just the visceral nature of it and how it kind of came out of nowhere. The like mm-hmm. cameras cut onto Cassian and then immediately cuts as he's like just like walking around in the back and just gets trampled on the thud that you hear going on there. Yeah. It just it felt in in Star Wars where so many so many people die, but it's often via blaster or even lightsaber, where it's just kind of you can see it coming or it's uh, you know, just a clean cut or whatever, maybe just the the visceral death there or the like the injury leading to death it was so painful and for for a character that i at least fell in love with in these two episodes that's the last Mm. thing i wanted to see happen is him to like suffer so much on his way to the grave and he did 
Yeah, he really did. And yeah, I also had such a visceral reaction to that the the impact. I was like, oh I like that that's the probably the noise that I made. It's like, oh no, oh no, this is bad. Um yeah, I it was so pardon the pun, it wasn't intended, but it was so impactful. Um and oh, I don't know. I, I was just like right there with them and later on some I mean there's pro there i mean we we it's probably for for uh, you know for manipulation purposes but skeen says later on that nemec is the reason why every one of them is here and i thought that was also such a powerful moment somewhat undercut by what happens later but uh yeah i just it, everything happened so quickly and it is tragic that you know they made it they they are getting out of there but because they're getting out of there he dies which is just oh, it's it's just you know it's just a false sense of security because you think okay this is done and maybe there's going to be some air battle but uh no it is just the acceleration that kills him and it is yeah it is just tragic I don't think I've seen a Star Wars death that made me think that way in so long. It just it mm -hmm. seems as if it's just collateral damage or on the side, but it is like it's just I guess it's it's never over until it's over. I think that's um yeah. how we have to see. And it's another way that I kind of it reinforces what I said earlier about Star Wars in this show subverting our expectations in subtle mm -hmm. ways but have major consequences. Yeah, absolutely. What's your next scene? Uh, my next scene is... Oh, it's not scene. Damn it. What's your next scene? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next moment is... I have, I have, I have a difficulty ranking. I, I, just, I just doubted myself there, but I think I'm going to change it around. My My next moment is basically the entire sh like the face the moment when the commander realizes that gum betrays him and that 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 just i think the actor was did an incredible job this episode i mean it's pretty much only this episode but he 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 has been great throughout like when he is with his family and all the irony with the clothing and like getting like getting dressed and everything but the moment in the hangar when when they they already got got to work loading up the freighter and then gorm shows up and the captain i think his name is bihaz uh realizes or like he he can't believe it at first and then he realizes oh this is all happening because you betrayed me and uh you know you will you'll basically like burn in hell for this and Gom says oh i've served for seven years under you i i deserve everything that's gonna happen to me um and then obviously we have the radio guy arriving with uh with uh troops and there's a shootout and all of that also happens which i think is still part of that moment or like the scene but the the moment that i like particularly is that first realization of betrayal because i thought that was just well acted and I, I just i just love that because i kind of like the character even though he's an asshole 
Yeah, I really liked him as well. Like, he is an asshole. He's an imperial racist asshole. But I loved him. <laughs> like, I thought it was so well depicted. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be my first choice for, like, a, a best friend. But, like, <laughs> it was incredible how we are able to care about him so much in just this one episode. And I actually... This was different than what I expected. I expected... Um, what's his face? The Imperial officer to like pretend as if he he knew nothing was happening and yeah. just kind of go along with whatever they needed. That's what yeah. I expected to be honest. But they really did it. They, they, I mean, they just went all out for it, and that was like a riskier move. And in the end, he paid the price, I guess, for his uh, risk. In that in that moment when the I don't know what the guy what the his name is, but the radio guy basically. When he first arrives there and Gom is trying to pull rank on him, that was just, they did it so well too, because for a second, you're not sure whether it's going to work. Ah, such, also such a great scene. And then the, the yeah, our, our, uh, our friend, the commandant is uh, like faints. <laughs> and that's what, what tips the scale. Yeah. Just like the, the commander just is, is the reason all of this happens basically in that scene. So, yeah. What's your what's your next moment? My next moment is the moment we realize Skeen is going to or was like a traitor, I guess. Yeah. And this is a question that I have about this. So that Skeen and Clem have a conversation outside the hut where Nemec is getting uh, I don't know, attended to by the surgeon and Skeen tells Cassian that he doesn't have a brother. Do you think that yeah. means that he was like lying the whole time or was this mm -hmm. just that like he's I you know speaking metaphorically and he's just moving on with his life um I read it that it was the former that he was like the entire time just like, it's basically in it for the money con job was like planning to kind of steal the money from them from the very beginning but how did he want to do this or how was he going to be able to do this if it was Vel flying the plane I don't know it's interesting to think about but that mm -hmm moment that like conversation outside and us realizing Skeen is actually a freaking asshole I mean he we knew he was an <laughs> asshole to a certain extent but he was like I was again shocked completely shocked and I love how Cassian just like ends it here and there like immediately just yeah. like I don't I can't like make any deals with you you're gone <laughs> yeah it reminded me a little bit of the end of Solo where where Solo shoots Woody Harrelson while he's talking. I was gonna say it reminds me of um, A New Hope when Hansel kills Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Um, because yeah, I think that's it's it's the right move to do to kill him while while you're shooting and don't wait for the shootout moment. Um, yeah, that that's my number one, honestly. Because nice. Because uh, yeah, for a second I forgot that it's not it's not scenes, it's moments. So I forgot about another moment. So that I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for that. <clears throat> but I could yeah, but uh, so powerful, I think. And then everything just you see everything in a different light. Like as I said, what he said earlier about Nemec being the person why like the reason why everyone's here, why he insists on getting to the doctor which is, you know, so they can get away more easily. Why he reacts the way he does when Cassian enters the group and because it's just a whole another complication for him to deal with and throwing a whole 
wrench into his like long con basically um but also it is kind of impressive to to go for you know to that risk uh you know go to aldani for like six months to do like rebel boot camp and then and then you know have this payoff at the end that's that's pretty impressive as well in a to you know in a way but um yeah i i love that scene is like because we're right there with cassian where at first we're like a little maybe maybe you know we're not sure what's happening here and then we're shocked that at, at what what is happening which is funny because you know as as Cassian said he's only in it for the money too but he's he still has like a higher higher grade of moral standing i suppose so uh yeah it's it's a, such a great scene oh, i loved it from beginning to end yeah i mean like that was the moment where I was most, I guess, shocked in this yeah. episode, uh, but not completely because it all had, uh, it just all was like the seeds were sown from the very beginning yeah. here. So exactly. I really, really enjoyed it there. And yeah. So what's your, oh wait, you're going to have nice a new number, number one. Two. Yeah. Your number two as your number one, I guess. Uh, yeah. It is the moment when the Aldani leader burns the fur that he had exchanged with the uh with the commander uh and that's what made intercutting with the aldani people and their their like uh sort of festival of of the eye uh so powerful for me because i was just waiting for stuff to happen you know and but no they're they're just which which you know as we as we mentioned at the top of the episode is is a great red herring honestly because because you know you you have you see it first from the imperial side where the uh, commander says oh this is the last time and they don't know about it and then but but on the other side the aldani also for them it's the last time because they burn the fur so they kind of spit onto the empire and yeah, I was just because they were talking about okay, so they started out with five thousand, and now it's like sixty, sixty people. And I was like, oh, maybe like the other, basically five thousand are just kind of sneaking around, and there's going to be a huge attack, and that's what's also going to be what goes wrong with the uh, like Vel's mission, basically. And no, there they they spit on the empire but still just do their thing and so i thought just retching up the retching up the tension every time they cut to to the to the ceremony was just it's like when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen and it never happens so i thought that that was a great great moment yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And it just set in motion the whole thing, basically. That was the moment that we knew shit was going to hit the fan. So, yeah, incredible, incredible. And kind of my last, my number one moment here is a moment or a vi an image I will never forget. And it's them flying yes. out of the thing and the entire eye just like absolutely above them. And the colors, mm -hmm. the visual of it. And I know there's not really much to say other than that it was absolutely incredible and something I will, you know, take with me forever. It, it's, it's just, I have to have that at number one here because it just is 
awe-inspiring, like, not awe-inspiring, just not even awe, yeah, it's just incredible. Like, the words yeah. cannot describe how much I loved it. And it's one of those moments where this amazing show that's so grounded and human in a way intersects with the best that Star Wars can be. And that is wonder and hope and joy and just a spectacle. And mm-hmm. that's what this scene was or this moment was in, in such an incredible way. So like kudos to Tony Gilroy and the entire team doing this show. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. I I was thinking about including it in, in my top four and it would have easily been the number one as well. Because it's just it's just gorgeous. It's just this brief and it's and it's very, very brief. But it is like if you just pause it and like that frame or like like any frame of that is just a beautiful image that you I don't know would be a great uh I don't know it it's just art is what it is honestly and it's just yeah as you said it's so awe inspiring and oh, it was it was really and it, it and it is in the midst of so much action and hectic, you know. Oh, we have to get away, but there's the there are these meteorites and also Tie Fighters, and one of us is dying. But then you have this. I don't even know how long it is. It's probably less than five seconds, where you just see them flying in the midst of the eye, and it's just ah, oh, ah, oh, so nice. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way for me to end my list there. Yeah. Um, what's on the top of your list? Are you going to kind of go with that skiing clam conversation earlier? It is It is a skiing and clam conversation, but I also just wanted to shout out that Vel gives uh, gives Cassian uh, Nemec's manifesto. That has to come into play, right? It's going to be Chekhov's I, yeah, manifesto, yeah. right? It definitely. It's definitely Chekhov's manifesto. Maybe that is what turns Cassian around to work with the Rebellion. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just so curious what's going to happen next. All of the fallout. And, like, because, like, Cassian now has, has like, 30,000 credits. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, this is so much money. Um, no, he has 200,000. Oh, does he? It's so much. Okay, I thought it was like sixty thousand total or something, or eighty thousand. No. So the um, Luthen told him that the Kyber crystal is worth fifty as a down payment. And he's going to get paid two hundred yeah. at the end. So that's the cut he took his two hundred, and he gave Bell back the uh, crystal. Okay. I I just I just thought he took like the thirty thousand that like something like the thing is worth. No, he paid the doctor 30,000 for the ship in the farm or whatever. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I was just still in shock from the uh skin reveal. <laughs> um but yeah, I just I just love that 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 scene and uh yeah, I'm I'm just what is he going to do with that much money? There's no way he can hide that. <laughs> so how do you go about that? Um and yeah, we 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 briefly see, you know, Mon Mothma and Luthen and also great scene with Mon Mothma where like she nobody cares about about you know investigating things that the Empire did wrong within the Empire. Huge shock. Um <laughs> but but uh yeah, and also the ISB thing is like uh, you know, w- what I said in the very beginning, the quote I gave, like this is not a meeting, <laughs> but nobody none of you are going to leave before all of this is over. And it's just going to send a huge ripple effect throughout the galaxy, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, this is probably when 
when the uh, resistance, the rebellion gets funded. Uh, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just so curious about what's going to come next. And I, oh, I love it. It's such a good show, man. I love it. Finally, a good Star Wars show again. We've talked about the show being structured into three episode arcs in a way. So we can kind of mm-hmm. close the book on this three episode arc, but I'm really excited. You know, it just the structure of the show just makes me more excited to see what's going to come next because the first two arcs have been yeah. so good. And conceivably, it'll be somewhat about the consequences of this this heist. But yeah. we don't know. We don't know where we're going to go, who we're going to see, what what where things are going. We haven't seen Cyril in a while. We haven't seen mm. like a lot of things. So I it just the door is wide open in a world that is so tightly built. And that's absolutely yeah. incredible. So good kudos. And uh, yeah, I was, I was just going to wait. That's all we can do. I don't really have any specific <laughs> predictions. Yeah, well, all we can do is look forward to what happens next. And that, you know, again, just shows you how how well, like we, I, I just cannot wait for the next episode. And so hats off to Tony Gilroy and everybody involved. They're they doing such a good job. And with that, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. For a shot, I'm Chris and talk to you next time. See ya.